Hello, yoga teacher. It's Pedro Luna, the co-founder of the Next Level Yoga Academy. I have some exciting news for you. I just released my first ever ebook, and it's free. Beyond Yoga Teacher Training, practical tips to get your yoga teaching journey started. If you are hearing this right now, there's a link in the description of wherever you're streaming this podcast to grab a copy of it. All you have to do is jump on the email list, and we will send you a copy of the ebook with practical tips to get it going. And even if you're not new, there's some really solid advice just to refresh on as you're walking the path. I hope you enjoy it and enjoy this episode. Peace. Hello, yogis. Welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Yoga Academy podcast. My name is Pedro Luna, and I'm hosting this show today solo from the comfort of our home here in Boca Raton, Florida. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of continuing education after you receive your 200-hour certificate, after you graduate 200-hour yoga teacher training. Um, I like to think a lot about a 200-hour training is a gateway for you as a student, as now a teacher, to gain a deeper understanding of yoga, the philosophy, lineage, history, anatomy, subtle body, sequencing, all, all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff that gets thrown at you um, in a 200-hour training, and oftentimes in a very condensed amount of time. Um, sometimes it feels really rushed. I know that from personal experience that sometimes it can just feel like a lot going on at once. Um, and then and other times like, you know, there's things going on in your in your regular life on top of uh, on top of learning a new skill set and um, downloading a whole lot of information. You know, really yoga is a lifelong journey. Teaching is a lifelong journey. And um, today we'll talk about just ways that you can continue and further your education as a teacher because it's super important to do so. As you grow as a teacher and as a student, um, you're going to be able to help your community and your students grow as well. If we're not educating ourselves and showing up for ourselves on our mats or our meditation cushion or reading a book or you know, just educating ourselves on things about yoga, um, how are we gonna? How are we going to show up for our students and, and elevate them? You know, we're gonna. There's gonna be a ceiling that they can learn about because we're not gonna have anything else to offer. And then oftentimes they'll go somewhere else to seek a deeper understanding of a specific subject or a part of yoga that um, that they're interested in. Now, that's not to say that you're going to be the yoga teacher for everybody. And that's not to say that, um, you know, if you go down the yoga history and philosophy road, like if you found uh, an awakening during your yoga teacher training that you really wanted to be more curious and or you were more curious, wanted to study more about yoga history and philosophy, and you started figuring out sequences and themes and you know, experiences to create for your community, based on history, philosophy, lineage, the sutras, you know, the yamas, the yamas, whatever that might be. Um, if that doesn't vibe with a certain student or, you know, some, you know, some students that have been, you know, come to your class and then you start talking more about that and they're not interested, they might just go find someone else. Maybe they're interested in doing more of anatomy-based yoga or alignment-based or they want to do handstands, whatever. They might go seek that out and that's great. That's fine. Totally cool. But if you're further educating yourself on things that you're passionate about, you're going to attract that audience naturally. You're going to attract the audience that's curious about history and philosophy, you know, wants to do theme classes about, you know, yamas and the niyamas. 
Um, but you won't know until you, until you, you know, open that door and, and kind of walk down that path of like, you know, what is it that I really want to be learning about? And so I think it's super important that everybody coming out of 200 hour training, you know, really takes time to reflect on what they've learned. I liked to, uh, I liked to, when I graduated, I really enjoyed going back through my manual and just seeing all the little scribbles and notes, you know, in the, in the random, you know, portions of your manual that you just kind of scribbled in. It wasn't even like a line there. You just kind of wrote in there or something that called you or stuck with you. I, I really enjoyed reflecting on that after I graduated. Um, my first two trainings, I did a 26 and two tra- Bikram yoga training with Bikram himself in 2012. Almost, I almost graduated to the date here. I'm recording this November 14th, 2022. And uh, to the date, 10 years of uh, I graduated, it was November 17th, 2012. So that's kind of cool. Um, but never, nevertheless, I um I remember a few times I've done this, you know, over the especially right after training, just opening up my manual and just reflecting on notes that was written in posture clinics and and lectures about things. And um and there's a lot of learning in that. You know, I, I noticed I was writing more things about certain certain topics versus other ones. And um it sparked a level of curiosity of like what else, you know, what what else is there to learn about, you know. Uh, specific po- for me it was specific poses it was it was that well, craving to learn more but whatever it is for you it's like there's there's learning in that you're just reflecting on your manual and what you do have I don't think uh, in my personal opinion like so from there I started to find other teachers I started to invest you know first I was just teaching Bikram yoga and doing Bikram yoga and that's all I was doing for a few years and then as I was getting more curious about like, there's got to be something else. There's got to be a, there's, I felt like I was at a ceiling. Like I wasn't anywhere, I wasn't anywhere else to go for me. You know, and this is just how I felt. Again, there's other people that have been practicing the 26 and two, uh, the Bikram lineage or however you want to call it for a long time. And that's what they love it. And that's great. I just, for me, it was like, it was a gateway and it was a way to learn more and uncover more about myself and spirituality and, um, uh, you know, different kinds of shapes and poses and things that could be done. And so I just got curious about my next curiosity was really was uh, gentle yoga and uh, yoga nidra. That's kind of where I went after that. You know, it took me a little bit to get there, but I was curious about uh, about yoga nidra and more meditative, meditative aspects of yoga. And, uh, you know, once, you know, what, you know, that roomy quote, what you seek is seeking you. And um, as I started to seek that out, I started to learn that, wow, there's like this whole other, there's this whole other thing over here about yoga and yoga nidra. And I didn't know anything about that. What is the Sankalpa? I didn't know anything. I knew nothing. But, um, you know, with a curious mind and a, you know, a great, great search engines like uh, YouTube and Google, uh, you're able to find master teachers, expert teachers. Insight Timer was a great resource to find uh, teachers, accessible teachers, um, as I was just uncovering and, and learning more. Um, I really use that resource a lot. So be curious, you know, be curious about what's next as you're coming out of training and as you're, you know, looking to share your light, you know, what is it that you want to share with your students? You know, how do you want your, you know, what messages are resonating with you? Because if the messages are resonating with you, it's going to come out organically. You're going to want to learn more about it. You're going to be more, you're going to want to 
take a workshop or take a master class or whatever it is. You're going to want to do that because you're genuinely curious. So I would encourage you, you know, after you graduate your two hour training, like reflect on what parts of the training really stuck with you. And if you've already graduated for a while, this is still applicable. You know, you can just reflect on in this moment, you know, what part of yoga is really calling you in this moment? What, what is it? Is it you're enjoying fast sequences? You're enjoying longer holds? You're enjoying meditation? You're enjoying philosophy? What is it? This rhetorical question. You know, there's a lot of answers in the silence. Maybe you write about it. And then when you get a little bit clear on that, you know, oftentimes you know, because you just know yourself. No need to lie to yourself in this moment. Just like, what are you curious about? And see if you can do a simple search and find a, find a, an easy experience. Like, what's something that you can do right from the comfort of your home online? It doesn't have to be expensive. It could be a free video on YouTube. You know, but if, is there something, is there a book? Or is there a master class that you can take online? A pre-recorded series that you're curious about? Because when you do these things and you start to educate yourself even more, maybe you've, you've taken a little bit of break for a while from educating yourself just because, you know, life happens and you get busy and whatever. But if you're curious now, like, lean in. Lean in. I get a question a lot about, um, you know, should I take a 300-hour yoga training? That's a great question. First question I have, my first statement is like, well, how long have you been teaching for? You know, actively teaching. Some people, and that, it doesn't mean you have to be teaching. You do not have to be actively teaching classes to go take a 300-hour training. You do not have to be doing that. I would, in my opinion, I, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it's a large investment financially and a lot of time commitment. If you're just simply doing it for yourself for the sake of learning more, that's great. There are There are people out there that do that. I don't know many of them. Um, in my personal experience in this field, most of the people that I've encountered that I did 300 hour training with, um, or, uh, I know that have done 300 hour, hour trainings, you know, they're using that knowledge and skills to, um, you know, share yoga with others. And I would say that give it at least in my opinion, give it at least, at least a year, at least a year of graduating your 200 hour training. And just seeing how you are and how you're moving through navigating your way on your yoga journey after a year. I would really say two years to be honest. Like two years is an even better number, but at least a year. Um, you know, folks that graduate 200-hour training then immediately sign up for a 300-hour training, um, that can, that's a lot. <laughs> that, that's a lot. You know, give yourself, you know, give yourself time to process it. And I'm not everybody. I'm not. And there's different reasons people do different things, right? So I'm, I'm giving myself an out by saying like, that's my recommendation, you know? And so if you're hearing this now and and you trust me and you believe in the things that I've I've shown you along the way uh, here on the podcast or email or ebook or whatever, however, you know, if we have the like, know, and trust factor built and you're curious about is now the time, you know, go through, go through those questions of asking yourself, what do I like to dabble in? What do I want to become a real expert in if I'm going to start to do a 300-hour training? Like, what do I really want to know about? Because there's probably someone that's hosting a 300-hour training that's, you know, around the thing that you want to talk about. Ayurveda, history and philosophy, you know, mastering sequencing, you know, things like that. So really just self-inquiry. 
And, you know, it's important. It's all of it's important. The most important part about this is that you're curious about how can I show up more, right? Because the more we continue to educate ourselves and the more we show up for ourselves, just it's very simple. You know, it's the more we have to offer um, to our communities, to our students. You know, it's really it's really that simple. Um, somebody had reached out to me the other day and asked um, about uh, learning um, like on Instagram. Like, how do I find, uh, they sent, it was a DM on Instagram and they said, how do I find, how did they phrase it? You know, uh, I'm looking for this thing uh, on Instagram specifically. It was just, it was to get quick content. Like, we're, who's the best person that has like the best, the best three tips for backbends, like the best three tips for this, you know, two ways, you, you know, five different ways you can teach that. Um, and do I rec, you know, is there someone I recommend? Um, and do I, uh, do I use that kind of, that information? And there, there is, there are some people out there that have great little Instagram videos and content. A lot of it's usually just a funnel to get you to come check out their course. That's longer form content, which is obviously a great business model and it works very well. Um, but yes, I think there's a lot of, a lot of learning can be done in those little bite-sized videos for sure. Jason Crandall was sh recently sharing some really great bite-sized videos on sequencing. Um, he's just a, a master teacher. So kudos to him. I've, I've taken some of his courses and programs before. Uh, he's awesome. Um, uh, I love his stuff for sequencing, um, Jason. And there's another friend of mine, um, Mary Oshner, and she has just some great tips for, you know, um, you know, five, five different shapes that you can do for X, Y, or Z. You know, she has some great stuff for that. And so, you finding in a hashtag, like literally typing in a hashtag, exactly what you're looking for. You're going to find some Instagram reels. Like it's going to come up. TikTok, it's going to come up. I like to use it on YouTube because YouTube shorts, um, or you can just look it on Google because YouTube is um, owned by Google. So all of that's like SEO, you know, search engine optimized uh, to be able to find something. But certainly there's a lot of learning in small bite-sized pieces and uh, you can easily insert those things into your classes quickly, you know, and then being curious about what's, what's a layer deeper than that is, you know, it's really sitting down for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, uh, two hours, you know, on a specific subject and just seeing where it leads to could lead you to a rabbit hole, you know, it might lead you to that 300 hour training. I don't know, but, you know, always be learning and always be curious about, um, you know, what's next? What's a layer deeper? What's something else that I can continue to educate myself on? And I've been, I've been uh, implementing that a lot into my personal life uh, lately. So I, I just, 11 out of 10 recommend it. So I hope you found a lot of value in this episode today. And, um, you know, you can subscribe or like it or share it or tell somebody about it. Um, if you found some value in a future, you know, uh, a yoga teacher that you know, here at the Next Level Yoga Academy, we're just trying to help elevate all the yoga teachers in the world. And so we're grateful to be able to hold space uh, like this. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. Summer will be back on the podcast episodes soon. And uh, we've been working hard on building our 200-hour training that we're hosting this winter and some more things that we got coming up in the pipeline. So stay tuned, my friends. Hope you enjoyed this one and enjoy the rest of your beautiful day. Peace. Namaste.